0: Welcome to Square Radio, I'm Bo, and I'm John David. J.D. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you
2: doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a night, dude. Yeah, how's it? A, been? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just been fun. A raucous crew here around the shop, and uh, a, a full a full peanut gallery today, which is a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. You, and, um, yeah.
0: I noticed you had a lot of cigar guys in here. We today. we did. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, just some movement
2: in some of the cigar uh, stores here around around the Jackson area. Just like in many other locales, there's uh, tons and tons of cigar shops, but. Uh, You know, we're kind of the only pipe shop in town, but we do sell cigars. And so um, we've had a cigar shop recently go through some transition and some of their uh, loyal followers have uh, started to migrate over here, which oh is, which oh. is great. We welcome them and <laughs> uh, and and welcome their support and um, hope they buy cigars here and uh, occasionally pick up a pipe. But um, yeah, anyway, it was just uh, kind of a fun crew today, a little different, getting to know some different folks and um, and then of course top it off with uh, you know a little technical difficulty getting started here and
0: uh, and 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 there you there you go. Yeah, man. though no, yeah, we'll pull the curtain <laughs> back a little bit for the podcast audience uh, tonight. Has been a rough time in terms of getting the live show together. Every single like literally every single technical difficulty that kid go wrong did go wrong but you know what we are here i'm hanging out with you on a monday night and i gotta tell you there's nowhere else i would rather be than sitting behind the mic with you sir lies no that's true <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, well, that being said, there is one other place I'd rather be. I, I would go back in time and be at my uh, sister's wedding this uh, this weekend, which actually did happen. My yeah. sister got married. I've only got one. Yeah. And uh, and she got married this weekend. Dude, and
2: congratulations!
0: Thank you. I'm, look, I, I gotta say But, tell but you, why would you go back in time? Because it her was said
2: to like not do it. No, no, or no. To, or to go to it again.
0: It was just that much fun, man. I mean, like it was it was a blast. I, I I say this and I get in trouble with my wife whenever I do, but it was the most fun wedding I've ever been to in my entire wow, life. Wow. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah. I, there was. I,
2: I'd limit the amount of times that you uh yeah say that, 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 you in front say of the that
0: well wife. i tell I, I i try to preface it I, I forget to but you know not including of course my own wedding which obviously that's top tier but i will say th- <laughs> that one doesn't count baby th- there promise. was a moment in the rehearse and the reception that, that like stood out to me as kind of a very special event i've always had this on my bucket list me my two brothers and my sister got, all got up on stage with the band and sung with the band and I've, i was just been on my bucket list to be on stage with my uh, my siblings and uh, be jamming out, and so to do so to the tune of um, uh, uh,
2: yeah, what up- were y'all singing? Uptown
0: Funk. Oh,
2: good, yeah, yeah. solid, solid. Dude, it was it was
0: a, it was a blast. No,
2: that's good. So, so, uh, so, does that mean all the York siblings are now uh, ha- have jumped the broom at, <laughs> at
0: this point? No, my youngest brother, I think he. Uh, oh no, yeah, that John, uh, yeah, yeah, he's right. still playing the field. He's had a okay. uh, a okay. great career behind him. I think he's got a very promising career ahead of him. So uh- <laughs> I don't know that he'll be. Uh, <laughs> Although well, he'll be retiring anytime soon, but hey, JH,
2: uh, if you're listening to us, we uh, we're pulling for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but come be my wingman one night; it'd be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want him as a wingman. He'll take them all. <laughs> he went right. I know, right? I know. Uh, but a great guy, uh, great family, and uh, man, what a, what a what a fun weekend just to be able to celebrate uh, a wedding. And what did you do this weekend? Absolutely nothing. No, that's a lie. That I did not. Lie. I did not do it. absolutely. Y'all had I, a meeting I, here.
2: Um, We did that last week. Oh, was that last week? Uh, Yeah, last week we had a pipe club meeting here, which was great. The Magnolia Pipe Club uh, elected new officers. Yeah, new president and everything Uh, New president, uh, which which was really great. And uh, I was reelected treasurer. Uh, but I think that was mostly because most people, uh, did not have any interest or appetite in, uh, signing all the paperwork that it would take to change <laughs> over, like the bank account and all right, that kind right. of stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, it was great. We, uh, just, you know, stayed up really late and, uh, had folks come from all over our friend John from New Albany, Mississippi, which is, uh, about four hours away, drove all the way from there, uh, here to, to come hang out with us that night. And, uh, yeah, had a great time. So, but yeah, this weekend was, was awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I spent all day yesterday, Uh, doing some painting around the shop, uh, planted some, some lovely flowers in front of the door here and, uh, just kind of spruce it yeah. up a little bit, kind of make it made it made it feel a little more uh, lived in and and homey. You know? It, are those new signs that I saw
0: by the way on my way in?
2: They are, yeah. So so underneath our our logo now we've got a uh, couple of new signs that say uh, c- pipes and then cigars. Yeah, right right beneath there. So, so you so, know the country um,
0: squire. If you don't know what the country squire is, it can be somewhat ambiguous. Yeah, that's right. Although logo kind logo of
2: does have well, you know, but, it's got a pipe in the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, you know if you're not looking for it, it can be a little uh, a little hard to, hard to understand. So, so but yeah, uh, so now now uh, plainly outside says uh, pipes and cigars and then uh, plant a couple flowers outside. And then uh, I, I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of feedback from the, the small little signs I put in the flower pots that say no drinks, <laughs> uh, because the last time I planted stuff, uh, people kept pouring their root beer. And their Coca Cola oh, in 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 the flower pots, don't and do and, that. and so they killed all the flowers. That's so terrible. I, yeah, I I had to put little signs in there this time that says uh that says no drinks. Uh,
0: you know, I you d- can put your pipe tobacco in there. They they like that. You no, know, but, no appreciation for herbology, Herbert, in or or but botany, right? for no appreciation for <laughs> botany. And herbs and whatnot. Herbology. Yeah. Mm. Man, we got a uh, fun topic tonight. <laughs> we are going to be doing another top three episode. That's right. Uh yeah. And this is a good one, man. So top three products that you might find uh, in various aspects of this pipe culture and pipe world that we live in. Tonight, we are talking top three Kentucky dark-fired
2: blends. That's right. That's right. So dark-fired burley, uh, it's kind of a movement within the pipe industry recently. You've really? Blenders that have really um, embraced this dark-fired burley over the past uh, you know five years or so and um, th- there's just been a lot of really interesting takes on this on this particular tobacco that have come out that I think have really added a lot to. Um y- you know the library that we all know and love of of pipe tobacco. Man. So we want to talk about that. There's so many good ones out there and uh I've got some favorites and we're going to reveal those tonight and kind of talk about yes. uh t- talk about all that. So
0: yeah. Before we even get into kind of the top. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of adjectives here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kentucky <laughs> Kentucky Dark, dark Fire Burley. I mean, right. there's 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 a lot <laughs> of uh a lot of words going into this. So you're talking about like, to me, when I hear that much descriptive terms, I'm thinking like a, a segment within a segment within a segment within a segment. Yeah. It,
2: it, it's not quite that complicated, but, you know, uh, Burley on its on its own has its own characteristics, but the dark-fired Burley, think of, uh, you know, something that's cured in a way that, you know, can almost be more along the lines of, a you know, a Latakia or an Oriental or something. This is a Burley that um you know tins because of how it's cured uh to have more of a smoky flavor to it so super robust uh real smoky um typically a lot of nicotine cuz burley uh and it, it's burly anyway right yeah. and so but but a lot of nicotine and uh and just a real a real tasty tobacco pretty bold it's a bold tobacco so something that uh is not going to be something you would find in a lighter kind of all day type smoke this is you know unless you're um you know uh, just looking for that really really strong blend so um, but the the dark fired burley, it's one of those that um, gives a richness to tobacco, and uh, you know a lot of times it pairs really well with things like Virginia and particularly Perique's, um goes really well with those. And so it just gives uh, you know maybe some brighter blends if you if you throw some dark fired burley leaf in there, um, you, more complexity, and, and then the more you put in, also this uh, this richness that uh, you could only get otherwise maybe from maybe from like a latakia um, but it's but it's not obviously a, a Latakia. It's more uh, you know it, it's more earthy than that.
0: So. Dark fire Kentucky. I mean, is that would that imply cased or not cased? Uh, this
2: is not cased. Right. Yeah, not cased. So this is a it's a it's a burly, uh, that just over you know undergoes its own flue curing process that kind of or, or fire curing process that kind of just gives it this smoky mm. uh, smoldery flavor. It's Real tasty.
0: Well, I got to tell you from what you've been smoking already tonight, I've been enjoying the uh, the room note of it. So, let's dive yeah. in, man. Your top 3.
2: Yeah, interesting. Uh so tonight I have got got a few a few interesting ones that I decided to pull out. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh Warhorse from Standard Tobacco. War Horse. Now, uh now th- This I is want kinda, my Warhorse. I, th- th- I don't think that was ever said it's in an that an accent. It's an SNL ever. thing? No, I, is it they, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people <laughs> like a very
0: few of our listeners will catch that. <laughs> uh, uh
2: the first one I decided to pull out tonight was um was uh the Warhorse from Standard Tobacco. Now th- this is kind of a kind of an interesting pick for this. Um, you know ag- again, this is my personal top three. I'd love to hear y'all's input on this. but Warhorse, this is a tobacco that in uh, the United Kingdom throughout the uh, middle part of the 20th century was available uh, in, in Great Britain and then, and then went out of production for a while. And then uh, Russ Ouellette, who of course works for PipesAndCigars.com, and is the blender there, he teamed up with Standard Tobacco to bring back all these great blends that oh, were wow. kind of from the UK, um, and and were just kind of lost uh, lost to the market years and years ago. But uh, think of we've got the uh, John Cotton's blends that came out in the number one, uh, the number one and two, in the Smyrna, and then they he, they also brought back the Warhorse, which I think was. Um, was really exciting and and the bingle slices as well which uh we've we've talked about briefly before on an, on another episode but War Horse is great it is certainly a full body tobacco it's one of those that um you know it, it's got a um you know kind of a, a a sweetness to it but it's certainly uh robust and yeah, so it's it's yeah. going to be uh you know one of those that has a um y- you know just a real a real rich flavor but but also a, a tolerable sweetness to kind of cut some of that, I don't know, just a, the heaviness to it. When, when you smoke it, it it tastes, it tastes full, but it's not so full that it's just um, not sippable. You know, when you kind of have a beer that's like you refer to as very drinkable, or like a whiskey that you refer to as very drinkable. you know. So, absolutely. Th- so think of one that's like strong, uh, but something that you really can get into and— uh, is kind it kind to your mouth. You know, I, I don't use that phrase enough, but Mrs. Reeves always used to talk about uh, a tobacco being kind to your mouth, you know, something that you can uh, just just puff on very uh regularly and, and it's just easy going, you know. So um, the war horse is definitely in that in that category. But so the older blend that they came out with with uh Warhorse uh you know that was you know that they, they tried to mimic was more on the um floral side. It had some uh you know elements that kind of made it probably a little lighter this version that they've come out with uh obviously is true to form as they could get but um it, it's it's bolder the uh you know dark fire Kentucky really stands out and uh it's got enough pareek to make itself known but not uh just a super amount of pepper uh which is kind of nice for folks that aren't crazy about Perique but it's a great blend particularly if uh you know you're looking for something that's full-bodied but you know. You don't uh, want to, you know, lay down and die after you smoke it.
0: Well, that's <laughs> always a good thing. Um, you know, it's interesting. because Sometimes you want that kind of blend. I, nah, I guess that's true, <laughs> probably true. But, hey, you know, as you've been smoking it, the uh, the room note, it, it, yeah. I just cracked open the tin, took a smell of the ten note. Ten note yeah, do the not They don't seem to match up. I almost feel like uh, almost uh, deceived mm-hmm. by the uh, room note of the tobacco. Uh, you know, I've been getting that a lot recently on
2: um, – some of these blends that are more full-bodied, uh, you know, it's funny we've got folks around the shop that smoke a lot of this real, real full-bodied stuff, particularly um, you know Balkan blends, Oriental blends, and um, you, you know sometimes you you are you, you do kind of wonder like, wow, is that an aromatic? Is that something that uh, has some type of topping on it or something? But the you know the Warhorse does um, you know is pretty straightforward as far as it as, as it goes. It 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 may. Uh, you know, it, it, it describes itself as having a very light top note that helps to smooth out the flavor. You know, I, there's no telling what that is. I mean, there's probably some <laughs> theories out there. I, you know, I have, have no idea, uh, wh- you know, what that could be, but, you know, it is a bold smoke that has just kind of this real, uh, nice, you know, natural sweetness to it that, um, that I think is, is a lot of fun to smoke.
0: Well, very cool. All right, so is that your number one or your number three? We should have qualified. That is my number one. That's your number one. That, that's my number
2: one. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going with Warhorse on the uh, number one for the Dark Fired Burley Tobacco. Uh, yeah, so number two, I have got uh, probably what would be a lot of folks' number one, <laughs> and that would be uh, the uh, H H MacBaron. Old Dark Fire, Old Dark Fire, uh, tobacco. Yeah, so this is a MacBaron product. The HH, um, you know, it's one of those that it has just taken the uh, tobacco industry by storm over the past few years. And and, and when folks come in and, and recognize it from our tobacco, uh, you know, uh, selection, they just go crazy over it and buy it multiple tins at a time. Uh, it's just been been one of those that it's kind of like uh, hitting hitting lightning in a bottle. You know, it's been real popular. You know,
0: we we often will do the. Uh uh, the Pipe Club meetups, and there'll they'll be uh, giveaways at the end of the thing. Yeah. I feel like whenever Old Dark fired is, is one of them, because the way that we've done things in the past is... Hey, it's all stacked up. If you win, if we draw your name, then you come up and pick what you want. It,
2: exactly right.
0: People will bypass freaking pipes to get Old Dark it, it, Fired. It
2: will. It, it goes
0: pretty quickly, yeah. <laughs>
2: <It's> crazy. <laughs> and, and, and folks are willing to pay you know, a lot for it to buy it even by the pound and, and to seller it, which is a lot of fun. But um, yeah, so this is a, a flu-cured uh, Virginia's with Dark Fired Burley. And what happens here that makes uh, Old Dark Fired uh, from MacBerry so special is they press this stuff under the influence of hot steam, right? And so it's almost like uh like steamed. It's a steamed tobacco that's cooked, you know, while it's being pressed. And and so it makes these super intense flavors. Um and and, and a fun fact is that, you know, so many folks view Old Darkfired, uh technically, uh, this is strange, as almost like an English style blend, even though this does not feature any Latakia in it at all. And so, think of this: like no Latakia in this blend at all. But, folks, it, to some degree, feature it as an English or think of it as an English style blend because it does have that rich smokiness to it. it just packs that kind of punch. It, it does, but it, it, but that's due to how the how the tobacco is cured, and and the tobacco is cured through this kind of steaming process that's just super unique. So, um, anyway, it's 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 been a um just a really great seller and one of those that you know folks come back to over and over uh I, one of my favorite stories here at the squire is the guy that bought 3 tens of this stuff uh his name's Billy he's a he's a friend that uh lives here close to town but uh he bought a bunch of it took it home and then decided you know he he just really wanted to try it with some latakia um, and, and the old dark fired, of course, is real rich and, uh, smoky and, and complex and strong. But, uh, you know, he, he just wanted some latakia in there. He, this was at the time though where he did not realize that, that we sold latakia by the ounce. Okay. So he didn't know that he could just come to the squire and ask for a, an ounce of latakia. Okay? Oh, wow. But, but he wanted latakia in this tobacco right, just right, to, just right. to yeah. try it out. So, so, so what he did is he, he bought a can of frogmorton, and he and he opened it, and he went through with tweezers mm. and picked out all the he flakes. removed it. of Latakia uh, from the frogmorton, and, <laughs> and and then went and put it in into the <laughs> into the doggone uh, old dark fire. So this is just weird, like uh, you know, strange uh, you know way he he infused uh, you know the. The Latakia into the old dark fire, but uh, yeah, it was hilarious and it, and it just worked. Yeah. So, anyway, we've got a lot of folks that, uh, through Billy and you know, uh, other, you know, inspirations have decided they want to smoke dark fire, but put a little burly in there too. Wow.
0: You yeah. know, I've, uh, I had to dissect a frog in, uh, in high school. It, you did. It was a different process. Yeah. And I didn't want to smoke it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it, it probably smelled and tasted differently too. A little bit. A little did, bit. Did it taste different? A little but, bit, a
0: little different. Yeah. A little different. <laughs> old dark fire. I was gonna say yeah. the old old dark fire. That's well, I right. I guess
2: you just say the old dark old fire. Old
0: dark fire. Very That's good. Yep. Very good from Mac Barron.
2: So that is my number two. Uh number three, this is this is an interesting selection, and I, I'd love to know people's feedback on this. And uh it, it'll probably be kind of polarizing. But uh for number three on a blend that features dark fired uh, burley. I selected GLP's six pence. All right, now, now th- th- this is this is kind of an interesting take. So uh, you know, there's a lot of other blends out there. You know, obviously, you know when we, you know we think of old dark, you know, our dark fired burleys, we think of uh, a bunch of different ones. I, you know, other favorites of mine are the uh, GLP Cumberland uh, Bourbon Blue from uh, you know Cornell and Deal is great. Uh, the Solani Silver Flake is great. Uh, there's a whole host of things out there that you know are really tasty um, but the 6 pence for some reason it's got enough of the dark fired burley in it for me to consider that a blend that features it and, and and it's one of those blends when 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 Greg Peace came out with this it was like everyone was trying to just guess what was in it you know they they were just trying to guess what 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 was what was in this blend and and, and of course when he finally released that you know dark fired uh, Burley was in this blend. It, um, you know, just kind of uh, led to the intrigue even more. It, it, matter of fact, why don't I read the back of that tin there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. GLP's is so good at always. Uh,
2: he, man, the, the marketing is just fantastic. He says on, on the back of this tin, if you're picking up a tin of sixpence, this is all it says on the tin, okay? You enter the dark paneled room, its walls lined with ancient books. An antique table stands beside a leather club chair. Upon it, next to a small silver coin, an open tobacco tin entices you with an aroma deep, rich, and authentic. You fill your bowl, strike a match. The first puff stops time as the smoky magic weaves its smell. Mm Six pence, the mystery continues. That's all you get. Like you you literally have no idea what's in this tobacco if you buy the can.
0: I'm going to propose a new. (laughs) I'm
2: going to propose a new podcast
0: concept right here and now. Yeah. Okay. I want GLP's to write short stories. I want you to read them. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, we will kickstart that right there. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Oh man, he's so great. Let's be honest. You're kind of a GLP's fanboy.
2: I I I am. I've always admired the stuff that he's done, and of course, Greg's a good friend of the show, and 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 me personally as a tobacconist is you know trying to learn at a very early stage in my career and. Um, you know, there, there is a little flavoring on this. Of course, uh, Greg is passionate in, you know, in, in, you know, communicating that there's there's toppings and casings lurking everywhere in, in the tobacco industry. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's something to be to, to be known. And so, uh, you know, if, if you look on tobacco dot com, it says there is some alcohol. Uh, liquor flavoring on this. And, and even in his official description, it says uh, it is delicately delicately kissed with a special spirit um, and then pressed, in, pressed and aged in cakes before being sliced and tinned. And so uh, when you open this tobacco, it's in a typical uh, GL piece or uh, Cornell and Deal style tin. Uh, but when you open it, it is, um, you know, a, a series of cut you know, sliced flakes, which uh, you know you you can see the cake that it came out of. So, um, it really really fascinating. But it's one of those that, with each puff, you get this uh, just just magical experience. the The flavors are so uh, so com- complicated, and so by the time you get to the end of the bowl, you get this experience It's so much different from when you started. And I think the dark fried burley just plays a nice. Uh, role in in some of that complexity. So uh, anyway, I, I chose Sixpence as my third favorite. Uh, that that might be a little polarizing for some folks, but uh, but I stand by it.
0: All right, so but not a, not an English blend. No, it's not an English blend, and yeah.
2: yet Old London Sixpence. Yeah, no, it, it is from his Old London series. That's right.
0: I'm just saying. I you know you look at you look from that alone, it literally screams English.
2: Yeah, and and and, and you would not know that it's got. Latakia or anything else in it, but just by looking at the uh you know, the label. as we just read it, it there's no you know, no indication of what leaves are in it at all. Other fair other enough. than it says uh let's see, what adjectives does it use? It says uh smoky magic weaves a smell. Uh and, and yet no uh no Latakia. Yeah, All right. So, well fair so, enough. Uh but yeah, so uh, tonight we've got the um you know Warhorse from Standard Tobacco, the old dark fired from Mac Baron and uh and the sixpence from uh GLPs. Man.
0: Way to count them down, man! Great, great top three. Yeah, I thought
2: it was good. You know, I I these are some of my you know go to blends as far as kind of a uh, weekly smoke. And so, you know, when I did a, a a blend last year for the New Orleans Pipe Show, we did the Fleur de Lee. and Fleur de Lee is kind of my take on a warhorse or an old dark fired. It's one of those mm. blends that has a uh, you know a lot of uh, the the dark fired Kentucky burley in it, and so. Uh, we sell a lot of it. We love it. I, I've gotten really great reviews on it. And I and and when I when I came up with that tobacco, I wanted it to to be one of these blends. Kind of when it grew up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious. You didn't, That's you didn't what include was it for. as one of your top three. Well, you know, it it, it might be some of my humility coming through. But, okay, fair But I enough. mean, yeah, I I want you know other folks to try it, and and as it gets uh you know, some, um, you know, some uh, accolades out there, then maybe we'll uh, revisit this. Fair enough. But, uh, I, I do love it personally. It's great. And uh, and we sell obviously a lot of it. But um, and it's one of those that's really strong. It's got just a just enough of a topping to, um, y- you know, to kind of mix it up a little bit. But um, but, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a tobacco to 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 stay around the squire.
0: All right, fair enough, man, sounds good. Look, great great blends right here. The you know the wonderful thing is as you uh, sample new tobaccos, as we encourage you to do, yeah, is to uh sample them responsibly. And that's, that's by right. putting them in a good pipe, a good quality pipe that you can always know is ready for a new blend no matter what it might be from whatever corner of the tobacco world. And the only place that we recommend you do that is at Missouri Shop. That's
2: correct. That's correct. <laughs> man, tonight we're talking about the uh, shortstop corn cob pipe uh, shortstops a cool little pipe man uh, very very different from I think what a lot of folks are used to with corn cob pipes this is a, uh, a a small small bowl it's very what, tiny uh, retails for only uh, just a bit over four dollars uh, for MSRP and and so you think about a very small bowl uh, and a very long, long shank. So uh, think of like if a if a corn cob weren't quite a small church warden, but wanted to be one uh, one day. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it, it might grow up to be one. And and that's what this is. It's got a, a really nice uh, kind of a lavette style uh, amber stem on the end of it there, with the the little black band and a and a really long shank. Uh, which just meets this small, small corncob bowl. And uh, it's just quite charming. It's one of those that uh, will provide a quick smoke and a cool smoke, and uh, and it'll be the perfect opportunity for you to taste your favorite new dark-fired burly blend.
0: You know, I don't know if it's just a small bowl or, or what, but I'm, I'm, I was just thinking about the fact how you sample a lot of different tobaccos. And, of yeah. course, as you're sampling yeah. tobaccos, a corncob pipe is what you want. and You're going to want a corncob pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. And I was just thinking about, you know, what what if you had a double-barrel pipe? Where you could put like one tobacco on one side and the other pair on uh, on the other side and then smoke it both at the same time to the same shank. I think
2: you did. did, did this is what happens when like you know people get on acid trips. It's been stuff, a long
0: right. <laughs> it's been a long. I tell you what. Let's uh, let's keep it simple and do so in the most majestic way possible. And that is with the shortstop corn cob pipe <laughs> from Missouri Mearsham. Try it out if you've got one. Smoke it. Take a picture. And if it ever grows up to be a church ward, you can let us know.
1: Let us know. Pipe Question
0: of the Week. All right, man, we got a Pipe Question of the Week. Yeah, man. Ready for this? Yep. Pipe Question of the Week this week is actually sent in from Dan S., who asked the question, any tips and tricks for enjoying a pipe while driving?
2: Yeah, what a great question. You know, and this is... uh the, the, i'll I'll answer this as someone that does always drive on road trips with a pipe um you know I, I don't smoke a pipe a lot around town while driving because I don't have to drive very much to be honest with you I live literally three minutes away from uh from the shop yeah. so I just don't I, I don't you know don't really I, I just wait till I get to work to to, to smoke my pipe but yeah I the, the entire reason I bought a wind cap. For my pipe, you know these metal caps that go over the top of your pipe that have the holes in them. You know, the point of these pipe, the, the, these wind caps, is to you know keep the weather from either uh, you know blowing out your pipe or burning out your pipe. Uh, you know a lot of you know anytime you're out and about, whether it's wind or rain, like it just it just helps with that. Uh, the the only reason I ever use a wind cap personally is when I'm driving in my car. I, I put the wind cap on top of the pipe and that is that is just so I can set the pipe down in my console hmm. and know that the tobacco won't spill out of the pipe. Um, and so you know if you don't own a wind cap for your pipe I, I would I would you know purchase one if for no other reason just for that reason so that you know if you set your pipe down kind of next to you in the car, uh, that you would, um, you know, that you would have that, uh, you know, just assurance that the ashes aren't going to fall out, you know, into the console, onto the chair or anything like that. So, um, so th- that is, that is one tip that I would have. Uh, another one, um, you know, get you a good pipe lighter. Uh, that's obviously important. As much of us purists that love matches and, you know, like to stick to matches, um, it's just very cumbersome to use matches in a, um, you know, in a car. And so, uh, you know, get you a good pipe lighter. It'll be safer and, and uh, more enjoyable for you. Also, another thing to keep in mind is if you smoke your pipe in your car and you have your window rolled down at the same time, you need to be careful not to hold your pipe too close to the window. All right. Now, let's think about this. I was a history major in college. I have no scientific background at all, so I don't <laughs> understand physics or fluid dynamics or any of this crap. But, you know, but but. It, the thing, the problem is, is if you get a really strong wind going over the top of your pipe while the pipe is lit, hmm. then your pipe will literally burn a hole through the side of it. Because what does that? What does that wind do to the fire? Blows up. Wind makes the fire get huge. It it's gets just roaring. You know, oxygenated fire that gets just real, real, you know, real strong and, and real hot very fast. And so, you know, these. Um, these pipes will actually burn out just because someone sticks them out the window for a few minutes. Think about like the guy Hmm. that rolls his car window down while he's driving and he kind of leaves his arm hanging out the side of the car, Um, you know, uh, throughout the window kind of sits his arm up on the window. Like if you have your pipe in that hand that's, that's sitting, you know, halfway out the window, um, you know, your pipe is in danger of actually burning out and that happens pretty regularly. So you have to be careful Uh, With that, because that wind will go over there and get just so incredibly hot uh, inside the bowl that that it will, um, you know, will risk the the pipe burning out. So um, be careful with that. Other than that, I think, uh, you know, it's it's just game on as far as uh, using your pipe as usual. Um, I will say as a straight pipe smoker, I prefer straight pipes and love straight pipes. But um, straight pipes are a little more cumbersome to smoke inside your vehicle uh, just because they kind of mess with your line of sight. So. Uh, you know, bent pipes typically are a little more uh, user friendly when it comes to, you know, uh, smoking on the road. So, um, yeah, other than that, I
0: think uh, carry on. I'm going to go in the exact opposite direction and say just wait till you get where you're going for all of the reasons that John David just mentioned. <laughs> Reduce- what if it's like an eight hour drive, dude? You hey- don't want to wait
2: to. Till- to wait to smoke your pipe. Don't
0: smoke the pipe for the same reason you shouldn't play Pokemon Go while you're driving. No. Okay. No. Uh, there you go. I'm but, just saying. I mean, I, you know, so I. But to be fair, I'm sitting here playing Pokemon Go while we're.
2: Podcasting. I wasn't going to so say was... it. I thought about it, <laughs> but I wasn't going to say it.
0: But you were smoking your pipe. There you go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, shutting down Pokemon Go. But yeah, yeah, that would be that would be my suggestion. But otherwise, John David, great suggestions all the way across. Great question from Dan S. So thanks so much for sending that, that pipe question of the week. If you've got one, send it in the CSR at potastery.com. Quick
1: Fire with the Squire. With
0: Quick fire question! Bring the heat, baby! All right! I will bring the heat. Actually, it won't be me. It'll actually be from Dan Schultz, who actually wrote in. This is a Star Wars versus the Seven Seas. Oh, wow. So, pirates versus, uh, I guess, Jedi. Okay. Are okay. you ready for this? Yeah, that's a good comparison. We'll see. All right. Millennium Falcon or the Queen's a- Queen Anne's Revenge? Uh, you m- know what Queen Anne's Revenge is? Right? I, I, I don't. That is Blackbeard's. Well, Blackbeard had many ships during his career as a pirate. However, the most famous of his ships was the Queen Anne's Revenge, uh, one of the most powerful pirate vessels to ever be recorded in history. Dang. Although that makes me come close
2: to reevaluating my decision, I'm going to go with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I mean you got to man It's the
0: Millennium Falcon. Um, I here's the thing: the reason why I'm going for the Millennium Falcon is because the Millennium yeah. Falcon is definitively Han Solo's ship. Whereas I sure. mentioned before, Queen Anne's Revenge, while most famous, you know, one of Blackbeard's most famous ships, actually not his only ship, and in fact, I think he only had it for like a year of his pirate career. So it, you know, so from that from that angle, I'm going to go Millennium Falcon. Uh, lightsaber or cutlass. I have to go with the lightsaber uh,
2: because it's so much more versatile. The cutlass uh, is incredibly iconic, charming. Um, you know, we're we're talking about obviously this uh, you know sword that kind of has the uh, you know handle and the yeah individual, the guard whatever. around your arm. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's beautiful, but I, I you know I have to uh, go with the lightsaber. That's good. Yeah, I'm uh, right there with you, man. If I ever if I ever have to like fight, you know, someone, but then also melt something at the same time, <laughs> I, you know, you could do science experiments. It it's it, it really versatile.
0: Yeah, and I mean, a lightsaber can deflect laser fire, but I don't think a cutlass can deflect bullets. Right. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, blunderbuss or blaster? What's a blunderbuss? Like that, that's one of those old school like shorthand, um, you know, you light it type of um, revolver looking things. I think. Oh. Uh, famous of of that age day and age, really, yeah. Um, man,
2: I, I'm I'm lining up so heavily on the uh, Star Wars side tonight, but I, I'm gonna have to go with the blaster if that's the case.
0: Look, hokey religions and ancient weapons are uh, no match for a good blaster at your side. But I got to tell you, man, the blunderbuss—that <laughs> it, it's it's uh, there's something about like the smoke, the gunpowder, like that it would produce yeah, when you yeah. when you fired it. Um, that I, I I gotta say that that is really cool. Um, it's very romantic. There is a romantic it, element to it, it, it isn't it, there? It's, it's charming. Yeah. yeah, like this the the pop sound and the, the I, I'm going to go with the blunderbuss. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably mispronouncing that too. Uh, all right, and lastly uh, for tonight, uh, we got Sarlacc versus Kraken. The Kraken yeah I, I, I'm going with the Kraken yeah look yeah. don't get me wrong the starlak is great but let's let's look at what it represents in terms of what actually led to the creation of the starlak that is clearly an homage to the Kraken yeah and you got to give it to the old school I was actually uh, uh taking care of the kids in um, Sunday school this last past Sunday yeah and on the uh the whiteboard I actually drew a pirate ship for the kids and it was like oh here's the pirate ship and then I drew a kraken destroying it <laughs> and scarred those little two year olds I was about life. to say
2: they will never ask you to teach Sunday school again yeah well it's a win win <laughs>
0: Great questions, Dan. Dan actually sent in a good number of them, so we'll have some more from Dan in good, the next week. Good. That's great. Absolutely. And uh, hey, if you got some quick-fire questions, send them in, csr at com. Now, before we jump into listener feedback, we've got uh, to tell you about our final sponsor for this week, the good folks at thispipelife.com.
2: Yes, sir. Thispipelife.com. Obviously, it's the new
0: uh, you know,
2: social media and uh, online community experience that we've uh, fallen in love with that – uh, it's just wrapped all around the pipe and tobacco experience, uh, you know, just surfing through some of their stuff. It gives, um, you know, pipe clubs an opportunity to connect with one another and and get their names out there. Lots of forums uh, where folks can get on there and, uh, you know, obviously uh, swap and trade tips and, and also, uh, you know, just talk about what they're experiencing. And, and it's really plugged in with all our favorite social media options as well. So I loved, uh, I was browsing on there today and, uh, you know, one of the the main pictures on the pipe clubs page. It, it has a picture of a, of a rotary phone, a rack of pipes and a grenade. And it's like, what, what, <laughs> what, what more fun could you have? What? I mean, this is, this is exactly where I want to be. You know, it's uh it, it's just beautiful. It's uh visually beautiful. It's got uh, a lot of great, uh, you know, content and uh, is well curated. So, uh, we highly, highly recommend that you go check it out and uh, tell them you heard about them on
0: uh, Country Square Radio. Absolutely, thispipelife com.
1: Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback.
0: We got an email in from Basil. Yeah, I think it's Basil. Could be Basil. That's a thing. I'm going to go with Basil. I'm going to go with Basil as well. Uh, he says, good day, gentlemen. I recently took a ho- up the hobby of pipe smoking and purchased some old Toby from the Squire. Uh, so far, I've been uh, very. In- it's been very enjoyable and relaxing. I've been listening to your show for a while now, and it never fails to insight and entertain. In a previous episode, you had mentioned a curiosity on pipes made of wood other than briar. I purchased a myrtle pipe uh, for my first— and it smokes cool and doesn't seem to add any flavor to the tobacco. I hope this is helpful. Thanks for your hard work. Basil. Or Basil. Yeah. Basil. Uh
2: Basil, that's that's interesting. I, I've never heard of a pipe made of myrtle wood before. So, uh, yeah, good call on that. I, I, you know, as long as it's as long. One thing you have to be careful about these things. As long as it's not a poisonous wood, <laughs> you know, and and that, that's a thing. That's a thing. Not all woods are safe to smoke out of, and and you know, I'm not familiar with which ones are and aren't. To be honest with you, but I know that there are some that that aren't. And so, and even when pipe carvers use accent woods for. Uh, certain pieces, they have to be careful that it doesn't, uh, you know, come in contact with the airflow and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I'm sure Myrtle sounds like it's safe and sounds like it smokes cool and uh, and, and doesn't impart any weird flavors. And, uh, man, awesome. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing.
0: Very good. We also got an iTunes review in. Yeah, this
2: one comes from the Bearded Badger. Uh, he says, a community for everyone. I have certainly... Delved into the world of pipe smoking, uh, I had no clue where to begin or what to buy, so I looked for a podcast to get the most up-to-date and relevant information uh, I could find. Uh, Country Squire Radio was that and so much more. It has become a community and a family, have never felt so accepted, but John, David, and Bo made me feel as I were right there smoking a pipe with them doing life. Uh, No holds barred, they talk about everything from pipes, tobacco, and the history of art, uh, to Tolkien, movies, video games, and even Christianity. Uh, thank you guys for helping me along the journey of the pipe as well as making me feel like i belong god bless you man that's great thank you so much uh Beard badger we appreciate that yeah much. man
0: yep. that's awesome thank yep. you so much for that feedback and guys if you haven't gotten a chance to head over to itunes and write us review we really appreciate it we also really appreciate those of you who are tuning in on the satchel podcast player uh be sure to download that for your iphone or your android device great way to get podcasts you can support the podcast by sending a few dollars which we may need based on the technology issues that we've had tonight. like what a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we um, uh, here's a little tease of something to come. As soon as all the tech was going on and you asked me how much it was going to cost to fix it, you uh, you mentioned some products we've got in the, the oven. So. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have a little <laughs> little something special to put in front it'll of be you. Fun. And it'll, be, it'll be something fun. Yeah. And in the process, y'all can throw us some dollars to help uh, upgrade the equipment here. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It'd be good. You yeah, know, if, uh, if you did tune in live to the uh, live show tonight, you know exactly what we're talking about. But uh, hey, we do encourage everyone to tune in live to the live show. Uh, that is on Monday nights. You can tune in at CountrySquireRadio.com dot at six thirty uh, central. That's four thirty Pacific, seven thirty Eastern. We really appreciate those of you who are able to make it. But we also appreciate all of you who are able to tune into the podcast. You can keep up with us. Go to at Squire Radio on Twitter. You can also follow us individually. I'm at the Real Bow York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. All right and all that information and more can be found at com. Well John David, it has been uh it's been a day followed by a night. Dude, it it has been all of those things. That's that's accurate.
2: <laughs> Man, I had a lot of fun. It was great uh kind of revisiting some of my favorite dark fired burley blends and I, you know, it's such a good tobacco for uh you know, strength, richness, but uh you know also something that, you know, folks that don't necessarily smoke a lot of bold tobaccos can kind of occasionally uh stick their toe in the water with and uh you know i think it's a i think it's a good one to visit uh you know i think with warhorse old dark fired and and the Sixpence, we uh kind of give a nice well-rounded um you know uh view of of the top three and i'd love to hear uh what some
0: other folks's opinions are man sounds good so yeah. y'all send us your feedback on uh, facebook but until then yeah let's go have a night see you brother
1: listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit potisteri.com.
0: i'm gonna pop some tags only got twenty dollars in my pocket i'm 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 coming for country squire gonna buy some pipes there's no tags on pipes but some have tags on pipes if they did then i would buy them and i'd cut
1: those tags or pop them because that's what the song says